Hello, I am Zelda Volkov, and you are listening to the Oh My God podcast. This is a space where honest conversation and raw interaction takes place. In these 25 minutes, I interview badass trailblazers and industry leaders about the things that they had to overcome to achieve success, the challenges that they faced as human beings first and as industry leaders second, leaving you with actionable techniques and takeaways to implement into your life immediately, taking you from where you are right now to where you want to go. This week's guest is the celestial being known as Emilian. He's a passionate astrologer, thinker, and spiritual leader. He currently lives in a quiet part of Western Switzerland where he disconnects from the world around him to achieve true happiness. We know you'll love this interview. Now, over to Zelda. Hi, welcome, Amelia. Thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. It's such an honor, and I'm so grateful to you for agreeing to do this. You came into my life um, so beautifully and unexpectedly as a healer, a coach, uh, an astrologer, and I'm excited to have this conversation and allow our listeners to kind of get a glimpse um, of your of the beautiful work that you do. So thank you for being here. Oh, Zelda, thank you for having me and for your kind words. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be amazing. I love it because I feel like at least the world that I live in, just it's so easy to get absorbed in gossip and negativity and expectations. And since you coming into my life and kind of helping me filter through and dissect and analyze my real innate feelings from, you know, the world that I live in and from the culture and the society that I'm currently in has been a real tremendous gift. Why don't we start with you telling us where you are? I sequestered myself away in the mountains specifically because I was feeling a lot of pressure in the social world to perform a kind of role that I didn't feel fit me very, very well. And I was always kind of like standing out and doing my own thing. And I don't know, like being unconventional, let's say, and I would get in trouble all the time. And there was just this kind of grief and anger and upset in me that no matter how hard I tried to just be myself, people were super closed. I don't even know how to explain it. You know, there was a point at which I was feeling like I am just a number in some abstract calculator that's quote unquote making a difference, but not in a way that was meant for me. But you know, okay, so this is kind of interesting because that's the background behind why I chose to go away into the mountain and be secluded here, right? I just wanted to escape. But now my perspective on this is shifting a little bit because I feel that the challenge of today's day and age is actually to integrate being completely individuated in the social world amongst all of the pressures of like a marginal mundane society. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. Yes. That's so true. And, and it's interesting, you know, what you, you said that, you know, you went to the mountains to escape. And I find that that's, um, I feel like we all need to escape and we all need to connect to our inner selves first before we could integrate, you know, before we know how to integrate. And I think that 
that people that don't, and obviously not everybody could, you know, run away to the mountains, but I feel like that's, that's at least my, what I'm working on is, you know, I can't escape to the mountains, but I, I escaped pretty close to the ocean, <laughs> you know? And so that's like my little corner of the world to connect to my own inner self and to nature and to, you know, what it is and to my service and to my purpose. But for the people that are kind of not yet, you know, on this journey of self-discovery and not yet in a space where they are necessarily even aware that they, um, you know, should connect to themselves in a deeper way, because I have all, you know, listeners from all walks of life and all parts of their journey. Like, what would you say as, you know, the first step into raising awareness, into connecting to ourselves? Like, what, what is something that you would suggest, um, you know, somebody do or help, help themselves with in terms of this journey? Hmm. I think you have a really great point about the connection to nature. And what came up for me when you were speaking is the fact that from my perspective, human beings are just an extension of nature thereby anything that they create is also an extension of nature right so cities aren't necessarily unnatural they're just a different shape of nature like one that has gone through the human machine and been reinvented in a sort of synthetic scientific way so um part of me has been like disconnecting from that fact and reconnecting to the fact that everything is nature all the time because we are nature right wow and um, what that brings me to as a conclusion is like the human being is always able to connect to themselves by just being in touch with their truth. And what does that mean at a very practical level? It's like you don't really have to go anywhere. You can start doing it exactly where you are. And it's like if, for example, you're around a friend that is triggering you and you keep having the same pattern or the same kind of negative interaction or they make you feel shame, for example, with something that they say to you. It's like being really honest and telling them, um, that crosses my boundary. I don't really like it when you say that to me. Um, I feel like maybe I know where it's coming from. Here's what I say see in you what do you think about that and just what we see in each other and why we interact in these kind of toxic ways i feel like one thing that's happening is we're becoming super um resistant to cities and to like these built environments that we have which i get it they really close us in and they're designed basically to trap us literally we live in boxes that is just what we came down as a humanity to do like to experience this more bounded limited inside of home life and i think it's like choose our own adventure so it's not better or worse if somebody's living in nature in the city it's like what adventure do they want to have anyway that's just like a side right. note does that make sense right yeah i mean that everybody connects to to a different form, I guess. Yeah, like now that I have so much nature, honestly, when I go into the city, I'm in a gorgeous apartment. I'm like, wow, I miss this. This is incredible. Right. You know? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, there's beauty to each. Yeah, definitely. There's beauty to, bo- to both. I think it's important to, to balance it out. Yeah, and, and just to find the beauty in everything because things just are. Like, we can't change the fact that we're city-dwelling creatures now. I mean, we can and we will if we want to, but, like, this is our collective thing. And if we become super polarized against cities then we get this kind of aggressive attitude towards city people and then that's further separation you know so and then there's a lot behind that but maybe that's another topic right no it's it's all good for me personally on a personal level i'm constantly challenged by connecting to myself on on a truthful level even though i feel very self-aware and i'm constantly you know expanding my awareness but the amount of fog or the amount of you know conditioning and messages on a daily basis i receive from the outside world that i live in whether it's through social media or through the streets or through my relationships just increasingly challenging to connect to my inner self even though it's something that i am consciously working on and consciously doing that's why i brought in nature because nature kind of gives that to me nature reminds me of truth even though what you said that you know who we are the things that we created in this world in the western civilization is not necessarily not nature but to me because it's so man-made and man to me is so full of insecurity and fear and expectation and desire, and we kind of created this world in a way to want rather than to appreciate what we have. And so that's the feelings I get. Honestly, that's so beautiful. Like, I'm having so many visions as you're speaking about this because it's been a little bit for me that I've been to the city, like, for a long stretch of time. And when you were speaking, I just remembered how, like, regardless of where you are, you're kind of inundated with advertisements or neighbors or like wi-fi frequencies other people's cell phones ringing like the noise of of ambulances and all of these things are constantly interjecting into yourself right yeah they're creating all of this noise that you have to absorb that is not your creation like it's somebody else's in your for it's forced into you so it's kind of like almost like society in a way is built around breaking our boundaries all the time so that we're not allowed to make any for ourselves like that's what i received while you were speaking wow that's so true it's like we're 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 receiving it whether or not we want it yeah yeah and that's kind of rape Uh, like if we can just be real yeah that's true that's really really true and and especially, you know, social media, that's a whole nother world. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, Hit me with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because it's something that we, that is such an amazing tool as well. It's such an incredible tool and it's such a connector as well. So it's, it's, I guess that is life's work, you know, for us to be able to, to filter through and to, um, even though, things are coming at us without our consent, we still really got to put in the work to be able to stay in charge mm. as much as we can. That's that's amazing because it, exactly what I was thinking is, right, because um, if we go back to like the assault metaphor, the society is assaulting us, 
right? What it's asking of us is actually to set boundaries. And then you had this question before about like, what can people do at a very practical level in order that they help themselves exactly where they are? When we're being so invaded is exactly that we have to set boundaries. Like we have to set limitations. We have to say what we're not willing to put up with. We have to create ourselves by first saying what we're not allowing to absorb into us. Part of that is choosing where we live, right? Do you live in a place where there's a lot of ambulances and are you okay with that noise? And at a much higher level that's happening like in the here and now that we can always change is like the boundaries we set with other people. Am I going to continue being with a boyfriend that is screaming at me every day, even though we fought about it for one year, or am I going to set a boundary and say, I'm going to sacrifice the possibility of being forever alone in order to have this boundary and tell my universe that I'm not willing to put up with this anymore because this is not behavior that makes me happy. So for me, the real practical thing about like speaking truth and getting closer to the true self is setting boundaries by speaking our truth when we're being made to feel uncomfortable, unwanted, unsafe, and saying, I'm not putting up with that anymore. Either it's done today or I go my separate path. And then there's like this context that lives in us of trust that when we set boundaries to live like our maximum selves or what we feel we want to be, that we will be provided for. That's amazing. I love that. So how do I reconcile that idea of setting boundaries and, you know, standing up for ourselves and for what we want and for, and for what we feel we deserve with this idea of unconditional love. Because I'm right now, you know, really consciously working on this idea of loving myself so much and connecting to my inner source of love that it's not dependent on what I get from other people. I just give um, and I want to give love regardless of what I get back. Ah, that's so good, Zelda. Thank you. <laughs> so I feel that unconditional love is something that we're not used to receiving. Actually, in my life, there's really no model that I've seen that represents to me unconditional love as I've experienced it just a few times. So I, there's a there's a tremendous difference between like unconditional love and everything else in human experience. So I'll start there because to me, like um, moving towards unconditional love is a really long process. So maybe there's like smaller goals along the way, right? Because unconditional love is something that's super mammoth and really requires us to step outside of all of our boundaries. But here's the interesting part is uh, for me, unconditional love comes when we step outside of our own boundaries through our choice, which um, I mean to say that because we actually have never set our boundaries for ourselves. So we don't know where they are or what we really want or what a beautiful relationship looks like to us or how it is to be safe all the time with another human being or to fully self-expressed everywhere we go, right? So we don't have those boundaries in place in order for us to step outside of them. Oh. We're just used to being constantly raped and having our boundaries be crossed that we've never even been able to set. And right. so of course there's only conditional love, 
available from us and from others because we don't know each other's boundaries. When we enter into relationships with people, we have to reach an understanding about where are their boundaries, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and then give them, like meet them there. And when we set our boundaries to them, we see that when we continuously give them love at their boundaries, they will continuously give us love at our boundaries. And then it's unconditional because we understand each other perfectly once we've reached that level of vulnerability. And then unconditional love is just something that naturally happens. Was that wow. confusing? Yeah, no, no, I definitely uh, followed that through. Um, and it's, I think it's amazing. But the question is, and I think it's very clear, and, you know, like we mentioned before, that the world we live in is raping us. It's, we're, not, we're not able to create our own boundaries and definitely not necessarily with other people. So we don't, we're not clear on, on what it is that we actually want or need from other people because we're just so used to kind of just taking what we're, what, what's coming at us. When we do uh, connect... And become vulnerable and communicate our boundaries and understand the other person's boundaries. The question is, why are boundaries necessary in unconditional love? I mean, I understand at the basic level, obviously, you know, boundaries are necessary because everyone, you want to make sure everyone's comfortable. But to me, on a philosophical level, unconditional love wouldn't have boundaries. Yeah, it's literally, that's it. I mean, unconditional love is no boundaries. It's being totally merged and submerged and melted into other people, right? So that's my take on it as well. I feel that the way to get there is actually to have boundaries for the first time, right? Because if we look at the law of rhythm, for example, that there's these always ups and downs and they're always equally matched. We have only experienced the down in a way, right? No boundaries. So in order for us to actually see the middle, we have to go to the up, which is having boundaries. And then there's this kind of game that you, you play around and you see like, what am I actually comfortable with? What am I uncomfortable with? Why? And when you have people to walk with that respect your boundaries and let you see for yourself, your fears and why your boundaries are there and what is actually lacking and what are you hoping to ward off by setting certain boundaries, then you kind of start to release them by yourself. Right. That's so So true. It's a process of like building yourself up before you completely surrender yourself over because you actually get to choose that experience for yourself for the first time. Right. That's so true. And, and creating boundaries is not necessarily it's not necessarily bad. I mean, it's definitely healthy and we all need to uh, respect each other's boundaries, you know, because we hear boundaries all the time. Like it's, you know, it's kind of a word that you hear all the time. And, and I think that in order to actually set the boundaries that are in line with you, you, it's, it's a journey of really figuring out why do I want this boundary? Where does it come from? What, you know, what, what are the fears and the insecurities and the where does it come from basically like i feel like for me if i have a boundary set in place i would want to know why do i need this boundary where did i pick this up from you know what what's what's my fear surrounding it i had a really strong vision come up just now um and that's about like um okay so for me a model of unconditional love is little children because they're literally just totally spontaneous totally expressive like 
just being loving, even if they're kind of like not doing what we expect them to do, like they do up <clears throat> in our face right. or whatever. They're just having fun, right? That's their way of love. Yeah. And kids are creatures that essentially have no boundaries because their parents set them for them. And so kids are constantly having their boundaries broken because kids set them, right? When you upset a child, it screams at you or it starts crying, right? Or it, or it punches you. It's very spontaneous. It's expressing exactly what its boundary is in the moment that it's broken. Does that make sense so far? Yeah. So it's like looking and learning from this childish innocence of like, well, because all of our boundaries... And, and us also breaking our own boundaries and not setting our own comes from this learned behavior from children that we're not allowed to have boundaries, right? That somebody else, that mom and dad, that are my friends, that my teachers, that my religion, whatever, that these are going to set the boundaries for me. And so we learn that and then we don't really allow ourselves to set boundaries anymore. And setting boundaries at a practical level is something that is super, super simple. It's literally just in the moment that we feel something that we don't like, we say, I don't like that. Here's what it triggered in me. Let's have a conversation. Right. And then you play and you figure out what you want that boundary to look like going forward. That's so true. And it's really, really, it's so true. And it's really all comes down to trusting our own emotions and our own psyche. And I feel like as we grow up, I mean, me growing up very religious, I never had the opportunity to trust my own psyche because I was always told what to do, what I can't do, you know, to, to get rid of my evil inclination or to, you know, do good things and to, you know, I, I was never, I was never able to trust myself. I always had doctrines and I, and texts and people telling me what is good, what's not good. And I think that that is, um, where I personally went wrong with my with being able to set my own boundaries because I had boundaries set in place for me. And mm -hmm. so I think that being able to trust ourselves when things come up in the moment is something that's 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 definitely hard. It was a hard thing for me to to be able to even realize what it is, you know, and be able to say like this doesn't feel good versus what I was taught is allowed or not allowed. So so what's uh, uh have you recently had uh, a moment where you decided to set a boundary? Um huh. <laughs> well, you it's know, tough, it's interesting. Right? <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's interesting because right now I'm trying to really work from this place of connecting to my inner fountain of love. And that's why I that's why I asked that question before because for me that's really what I'm currently working on and currently challenged by. And so for me, that is the opposite of boundaries in a way, because for me, boundaries is coming from fear. It's coming from insecurity. It's coming from uh, expectation or, or lack of. And, mm. and, 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 and for me, if I connect to my place of love and connecting from a place of, of so much worth that I am and have everything that I ever need and ever actually uh, want is in me and I am whole and whether or not I get or don't get outside recognition I am going to be a hundred percent fine as I am right now so as I tap into that I don't really need boundaries mm. You're taking it somewhere super interesting. I feel like this is exactly the crux of it. Fear is something that we have suppressed collectively. 
and not allowed ourselves to experience, not in ourselves, not with other people. It's not something that we share. It's not something that we talk about. It's not something that's accepted. It's kind of a shadow, right? And so we have never actually been recognized and realized and held completely in our fears. You know, the fear of expressing dislike, the fear of being judged, the feeling of being rejected. You know, we're not sharing with our friends when they do something that makes us afraid that they're rejecting us. We just kind of take it. And that's a part of like not setting the boundaries. So you're you're actually like that's literally it is like it's true that when you're coming from a place of love and you feel that infinity within you you don't need boundaries anymore because you just accept everything as it is right but the road to love is through integrating fear which is to allow ourselves to feel it and to act from it and to make decisions that recognize that it exists within us And once we figure out our boundaries based on our fears and we have a mutually respective relationship with others where we respect each other's boundaries, we teach each other how to relax those boundaries gently until we're ready to experience unconditional love. Wow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's so that's so true. Yeah, fear. Fear is definitely things that. Um, something that we suppress a lot and escape from and it's that's a big problem we should be able to utilize it and and kind of befriend it Mm -hmm. yeah and and you know a lot of us are kind of frozen by fear you know we don't leave the relationship we don't leave the job we don't say the thing that maybe is uncomfortable we don't take the trip whatever it's 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 so much fear and we're it's like the only thing that needs to be done when we're afraid is actually just talk about the fear. And maybe you have a coach or maybe you have a family member or maybe you have one person you trust, but it's really important to bring fear to light and have a conversation about why it's there, what it's asking us, how to move into it and through it and with it so that we see love on the other side. But fear for me now is absolutely a guidepost of where I need to go next. It's not something that I suppress. It's something that I express and then go after. Does that make sense? That's so true. That's so true. And fear and being able to talk about your fear and being able to open up about the fear is so, for me, it just feels like the essence of connection and love and acceptance when you're able to not only open up about your fear with yourself, but with another human being. To me, that, that's, that's truly acceptance, accepting ourselves of, of, these, of these fears and, accept, and allowing someone else to accept us with our fears. Like literally so healing. I so mean, healing. even now I'm just thinking like, as a ch- like when children are afraid and they're crying or whatever, and parents are like, stop crying, or oh, it's nothing, or oh, don't worry, or they distract the kid. Oh, look, there's a cat there, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, nobody's actually sitting with the child's fear and allowing them to be afraid and, and just being present for the child to see that it's fine. And in the end, they're okay. It's a lot of like, well, don't be afraid. Don't do that. Like, just calm down. Just relax. Behave. Right. Right. Be even even now, as I'm talking about fear as a concept, is so healing for me. You know, I was always so, and I still am, always so, um, you know, strong, and I could do it, and I'm going to do this, and I got to do this, and everything's on me, and I'm always doing. 
and I'm, I don't necessarily have time to, you know, engross myself in my fear because it will, I'm always afraid that it's going to hold me back. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to accomplish. Um, you know, I don't have, you know, it's, it's, I'm afraid of burdening myself and somebody else with my fears because I feel like it's um, going to obstruct my, you know, achievement or success or, or even ability to find a partner. Fear just literally wants to come to light and be loved. That's like the only function of fear. It's like, hey, see me and spend time with me and whatever you're afraid of, just do that thing. And you're going to find love because the opposite end of fear is actually love. It's really, really beautiful. Amelia, this was, this was amazing. That was great. That was really, really so amazing. I'm grateful to you. No, I'm so grateful to you. And honestly, it's such a breath of fresh air to be able to uh, speak about these concepts in a way that's, that's practical. Because I feel like for a very long time, all of these thoughts and feelings were in my brain and in my heart. But I wasn't ever able to kind of bring it into into like a verbal formation where it made sense to other people or I wasn't I didn't feel like I'm, you know, kind of flying in the clouds. This conversation, you know, even though even if it's somebody someone's listening to this and it's their first time hearing, you know, these types of concepts. I still feel like it could land on them in a very practical way. Completely. And I'm, I'm really grateful for your reflections and for allowing me to see what I actually think about these concepts myself. So thank you for your teachings and thank <laughs> you for the mirror. Thank you so much for your guidance. And I'm looking forward to doing this again. Literally anytime. Have a beautiful lunch with your dear daughters. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Oh My God with Zelda Volkov. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to leave a review, share it with your friends, and subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Tune in next week for another interview with another badass boss.